This is the BitVo Podcast, the podcast that gives you practical cryptocurrency trading tips in 10 minutes or less. I'm Steph. And I'm Tris, your host. Since Bitcoin's inception in 2010, individuals and institutions alike have started to embrace the potential of digital currency. Today, there are over 43 million crypto traders, and every day, the number continues to rise. As new traders enter the space, the information out there can be overwhelming. So on this week's episode, we're breaking down four of our favorite resources to help you navigate the space a little bit easier. Let's get started. So Tris, today we're obviously talking about resources and, you know, what are the main things that cryptocurrency traders can do to enhance their practices? So our first resource is coinmarketcap.com. Why is it important to study market data? Coinmarketcap.com is considered, I think, to be the gold standard of, uh, of crypto information. It's got a listing of all of the top coins, their market cap, where they're trading at, stuff like that. They've got uh, historical snapshots, so you can go back to you know, a week in uh, 2013 or 2014 if you want to know what the price was at. Uh, there's some great blog posts, uh, some weekly updates, and they have uh, several other tools and resources. So again, for the beginner, the enthusiast, somebody that doesn't need a, a ton of information but wants to keep up to date, this is a great site to do that. You mentioned that coinmarketcap.com is the gold standard of crypto resources. And I'd love to know what should traders be looking for when they go specifically to this resource? Like, what are those main key things that they're going to look at it? Obviously, there's going to be market data, but, you know, what in the market data? The advantage of using, you know, a free tool like this is that it, it really makes it easy to find some very simple concepts. There's nothing particularly complicated about it. It's you know, what I think it does very effectively is, in a lot of ways, crypto is presented in very complex language, which we've talked about before. And, uh, mm-hmm. and this makes it really easy for somebody coming from outside crypto to look at and kind of navigate and to get an idea of what it's about. I think it makes it easy as a gateway for information rather than some of the other resources out there that are very, very technical and quite complex. Next up, we have Vasari.io for all of your research and insight needs. They even have their own podcast called the Unqualified Opinions Podcast. So, Tris, what about Vasari stuck out to you in your research? Well, I kept seeing uh, one of the founders, Ryan Selkis, on Twitter. He, he's got this uh, great handle. Two-bit idiot is what he calls himself. <laughs> he got together with Dan McArdle, and they've got they've got some investment, and then they've been out doing a lot of research in uh, into specific crypto and token projects. They did a big report at the beginning of the year for the predictions for 2020, which I thought was I thought it was excellent. And since then, they've been doing their Unqualified Opinions podcast. They get some great guests on there. I think the one that really stood out there was the uh, podcast with the founder of Circle, Jeremy Allaire, which really helped me to understand stable coins a lot better. Uh, their email um, that I get each day, I find very valuable. He's not averse to having an opinion about things and, and to tell you what he thinks about it, which, you know, I like people when they're a bit spicy. So I, I find it to be very useful. And I think anybody can that's looking for a bit more advanced information can really um, enjoy the benefits of it. Awesome. And what is the most important thing for our listeners to remember about Masari? I think that Masari covers a, a wide range of elements in the space. And I, I think it's a little bit more 
advanced than maybe coinmarketcap.com. You get access to great links, excellent curated information, and periodically they make some of their pro account releases and, and research available to the public, which is generally really, really good. So number three on our list today is Blockfolio, all about portfolio tracking. Just tell us a bit more about this one. It's kind of like open banking for crypto. And so what it does is it allows people to track something like 8,000 different coins or tokens from 300 plus different exchanges. It's like a ledger almost. You plug your your various um, holdings into your Blockfolio account. You can keep track of what the prices are doing. Now, obviously, one of the criticisms of it is if you're an active trader, that, that may not be uh, a desirable aspect. Plus, they've got another service where you can connect, track, and communicate with uh, specific teams, uh, which is a really, really interesting element of crypto generally. And um, and I think very valuable, not just for the teams, but also for, for people that are interested in various different projects to see how they're doing and to be able to communicate directly with them. So I, I think it's a fantastic resource that pretty much anybody can get some value from. So you mentioned teams, which I find really interesting because when I think about cryptocurrency, I think of, you know, the lonely trader sitting at his desk trading by himself. And I'm curious about, you know, what that team aspect looks like at Blockfolio and, you know, if they've changed it, is it more collaborative? It's called Blockfolio Signal, which is a which is a new product I think they added this year. And what it does is it allows for people that are crypto enthusiasts or crypto uh, traders to connect directly with token teams that are developing various crypto and token projects. You know, the advantage of that is it goes a long way to uh, helping people make better decisions by being able to communicate directly with them. So I think it allows people to ask more questions and have the uh, projects engage with their communities and make them more valuable. So I think this is a really interesting, a really interesting concept and a great opportunity. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that more trust and transparency we can get in the crypto world, as well as, you know, kind of demystifying some of the things that are happening in this space is the most important thing, which we talked about in our first episode, actually. And lastly, for this resource, why is portfolio tracking important and how does that help crypto traders? Well, portfolio tracking is really valuable if you're trading well beyond the, let's say, the top five. When you're going into some of the altcoins where you're buying them with uh, Ether or Bitcoin, and you want to keep track of multiple different assets that are probably traded on multiple different exchanges. So I think it just makes it easier for people to see the overall picture of where they're at and get an understanding of their positions. And by having a better understanding of your positions and where you're at, it, it helps you make better decisions in terms of what trades you should be making, what things you should or shouldn't be holding or whatever. So I think it's very valuable in the sense that, like I say, it's kind of like open banking for crypto, which is probably a weird thing to say, uh, but that's what it does. It, it brings all this information into one place and allows people to make great use of it. I think it's an excellent service in that respect. I think that's so interesting because banking services generally are so fragmented and right that's like the the whole premise of open banking is all about is connecting your data together to give, you know, this holistic picture of what's actually happening. So I think that's really interesting for crypto traders to see, you know, what's happening in my portfolio and should I be doing more of this or less of that because at the end of the day that's just going to help everyone become more successful. 
helpful. So I'm really glad that there's a resource like that out there. So our final resource is our one and only Bitvo Learning Center. So without sounding too self-promotional here, I mean, obviously this is the Bitvo podcast, but we really do try to make the articles focus specifically on making you a better trader. And Tris, I'm not going to speak for you because you write all of the articles. So I would love to hear what are some of your favorites and you know why you think that traders really need to, to check it out. Bitfo wants people to have a great experience when they're entering into the crypto space and they want, you know, traders to have a chance to develop and get better without losing a ton of money and stuff like that by making poor decisions. So one of the challenges is, is that in the old days, you'd sit, all the guys like me that learned how to trade would sit beside an old pro. Uh, We'd have access to books. Today, there's endless resources on how to trade to learn. Some of them are excellent. Some of them are not so great. So what I've tried to do is to distill my knowledge from all of my years in trading and put it down on paper in some articles that are a little shorter that allow people to explore different topics uh, that can help them. They may not be necessarily valuable when they start on day one, but you know, after they've been at it for a while, they might, you know, they might have some questions or some interests that they want to explore. So for example, if you're having a losing streak, you know, we have an article to help a person understand what that's about and why it's occurring or might be occurring, for example, and what to do about it. There's an article on QCAD. So if uh, we did a, a great interview, remember, with uh, Rob Dursky of StableCorp, and he does a great job of explaining what StableCorp does, what QCAD is all about, and why the stablecoin Uh, movement has been so hot on the Ethereum chain and around the world. It's been an incredible driver of adoption for cryptocurrency. So that's fantastic. We talk a little bit about, you know, trading with leverage, which is typically associated with derivatives, but it has increased in the Bitcoin Ether space, mostly in Bitcoin. And on March 12th, when the market blew up, that's that's an example of what happens when there's too, too many pockets of leverage sitting around at various levels in the market and cascade starts. It helps people understand a little bit about what leverage is used for and hopefully helps people understand whether they should or shouldn't be using it and what you know what happens when there's uh, too much of that leverage inside of the system. So, uh, things like trading rules. You know, most people when they start out they don't have trading rules. Usually you come up with those, you know, through experience. And um, and then there's some some rules that people can draw on to you know, think about their trading until they come up with their own rules. Like, like you know, Warren Buffett has his rules for investing. It's, you know, rule number one is don't lose money. And rule number two is don't forget rule number one, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is kind of glib. But I've got a whole list of, of different rules that a person can use that, that could be valuable. And, um, and it's up to them to choose which ones will work for them and, and use them as they see fit. I think Bitfo is... It has a really interesting take on crypto resources in that it's very trading specific. And there's lots of tactical kind of tips and tricks in there. So if anyone's looking, that's definitely something to check out. Thanks for tuning in to the Bitvo podcast. I'm Steph. And I'm Tris, signing off. If you like this episode, make sure to give us five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Be sure to check out our full blog post on Bitfo's Learning Center under the Education banner, which is linked in the show notes.